welcome to the show. It's me, John Park. It's time for John Park's workshop. And guess what? This is the final one of 2021. Uh, this is going to do it. In fact, this will be my last live stream of the year. I'll be on vacation uh, for the next couple weeks and then back after the new year in 2022. So uh, time to recover and recuperate and rest and do other things that begin with R, uh, like crossword puzzles, ignoring the C. Uh, did everyone get their meg, super mega puzzle edition? The uh, New York Times Sunday, last Sunday. You can order just that section on New York Times site, I think. It's a big, huge puzzle section that includes a like four times larger than normal life Sunday uh, style crossword. I love it. It's what I do over, over the next two weeks is all the different puzzles in there. So uh, I'm excited about it. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, I think I posted a picture up on uh, my social media. So go, go look for that. John Edgar Park on the social medias. Uh, what else is happening? I, uh, I want to say hi to everyone over in Discord. We've got uh, chat happening here. And uh, if you're over in YouTube, that's another spot where you'll, you'll spot some, uh, some chatters. Uh, we've got a, uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't think I have a Santa hat in here. We've got a Lars. What's he up to? Just chilling under the bandsaw. Uh, let's see what else is going on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about our project today. Uh, I'm going to be using this thing on my, on my journeys, uh, over the break to make a, a piece of gear portable that's currently not super portable. So we'll see how that goes. Should be fun. Uh, and hello to uh, Andy Calloway, Z Grover, Todd Bott. Who else do we have in here? Uh, Gary Z, thanks for stopping by, everyone. Uh, all right. Let me pull that out of there because that, that Lars is distracting. Uh, what else? Hey, Gary T is over in the YouTube as well. Hello. Uh, so let's, uh, let's see what's, what's next. Let's do uh, a couple of our standard things, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first of all, I mentioned our job board. We have a help wanted sign up. It's actually in this case, it's not our help wanted, but there are people looking for some help. Uh, and so consider helping. If you head to jobs.adafruit.com, these are some of the positions that you'll see that are Open right now, there's a Adafruit I.O. and Arduino programming gig, contract gig from Engineer Ally. And it looks like you can do that one from anywhere, USA. It's also Innovation Senior Software Engineer at Walmart in Bentonville, uh, Arkansas, Arizona. Oh, geez, what's AR? I think it's Arizona. No, that's AZ. I'll say Arkansas. Sounds right. Uh, let me know in the chat. I don't know all of my states. I'm not going to do so good on these crosswords, huh? Uh, another uh, couple of positions there that are open, and it's free to use, free to post your position. So if you're looking to hire someone, you can also uh, look through resumes. You can post just your resume and, and uh, CV and, and job info up there. Entirely free to use. That's jobs.adafruit.com. Uh, I'll also mention Adabox. We have another one coming up. It's going to be a winter edition. Uh, as you've probably heard, we're calling these based on seasons so that we have the latitude and leeway to deal with fluctuations in supply chain that, that can wreak havoc on dates. So we're not putting a fixed date on this, but it's going to be a winter edition box. Uh, and we're just getting some cool things ramped up for that. So that's, that's going to be exciting in the new year. So go to adabox.com. You can subscribe. You can also uh, get a subscription for someone else as a gift if you want. It's not usually that many free slots. We make about 4,000 roughly of the boxes and uh, a lot of people up their subscription or subscribe to it for a full year. So it's not always a lot of empty slots, but if you're interested, head over there and, and check it out. Uh, it's usually a good deal, a lot of great stuff and tutorials and entertainment and education value in the Ada boxes. Uh, what else have we got? Not that, but no, not that. That's just the Adafruit site. What's going on there? We got some, some cool holiday stuff going on here. Uh, new products to check out as well. I really want one of these feather, uh, pink RP2040 feathers. You can only get them right now with a big order. 
but uh, hopefully those will come into regular stock at some point. And let's see what else. So uh, Tuesdays I have a show that some of you come and watch. I, I recognize some of you. It's uh, called JP's Product Pick of the Week. It looks like this. This was this week's product pick, which was the Cricut Featherwing. And uh, I encourage you to come by on that, uh, on that show because during the live stream and during live stream only, we always have a big, big, big discount available on the product pick. Uh, this week it was 50% off on the Feather Cricket Wing, so they went like hotcakes. Uh, and I usually give a little rundown of the product, do some demos, talk about it, show it off. Uh, and then I make a little one-minute recap, and that is this, and this is that. Check it out. It is the Cricket Featherwing. So, just like all of our other crickets, this is an all-in-one robotics platform. It accepts any feather in the feather ecosystem. What's cool about that is it means that if you want to use an RP2040 feather, you can do it. If you want an M4, go for it. If you need Wi-Fi for AIO types of connectivity, you can use an ESP32-based chip. Uh, if you want to do some Bluetooth things, you can get an NRF52840 feather, for example, and plug it into there. If I take my phone, and I'm using the Bluetooth Connect app right there, if I press the up button, I'm moving a servo motor that's plugged into one of the four servo slots on the Cricut. And the way I'm controlling it is that I have a Feather NRF52840 plugged into there, so it's uh, Bluetooth friendly and, and easy to, to control. It is the Cricut Featherwing. I said, hey, that was going to loop. I caught it. And then I forgot to actually turn my audio back on. But now it's on. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to fix one thing over here. The uh, YouTube wants to play a little preview of the show that uh, is distracting. So I'm going to hide that over there. And uh, let's get with our next thing. And that's going to be uh, a little thing that we like to call the Circuit Python parser. Hey, all right. Let's get this rolling. This is a neat little tip here uh, that I wanted to share today. With the CircuitPython Parsec, I wanted to show you how you can use pretty much any GPIO pin on your microcontroller as a ground pin. Why would you want to do this? Well, sometimes you want to plug things in. Like you can see here, I've got a couple of LEDs with resistors plugged in, and they're on either side of a little cutie pie board. Uh, there's only one pin marked as ground on this. Point at it right there. That's the ground pin. Well, you can't share that too easily with a couple of these leads. If you're going into a breadboard, great. But sometimes you just have header pins on your board and you want to plug things into them. I have some little right angle headers that I've soldered into here. Uh, and so what you can do in this case, if you don't want to kind of crowd things in, is pick another available GPIO pin and set it at a low value, which essentially acts as a ground. Now, this isn't uh, as high a current ground as the ground ground pin, so you only want to use this for things like LEDs and buttons and switches, nothing higher current. But it works really easily and really well, so watch this. You can see here in my code, I'm setting up uh, by importing the library for board and digital I.O. Then for this red LED, I'm simply setting the pin that the uh, high side is plugged into, which in this case I'm plugging into the RX pin. So I set that to be a digital in-out pin with the direction set to output, and I set the value to true. If I set this value to false and resave, it'll turn off that LED. If I set this back to true, it lights it up because it's setting that pin high. So we're getting three volts out of that roughly. On this other side, what I'm gonna do is same sort of thing. I'll set up one of the pins, in this case the TX pin, for the high side of the LED, the positive side. But then to fake a ground, what I'm doing here is I've created a variable called fake ground pin. And here I'm setting up a digital pin. It's a GPIO pin A1 in this case. Uh, and I'm setting its direction to output, but then I'm keeping its value low. I'm setting the value to false. This essentially acts as a ground pin. So if I, whoops, let me redo that. 
So if I hit save now, what you can see is our green LED lights up as well, even though I didn't have to clutter things up by using a single ground pin. And so that is how you can fake a ground pin on your microcontroller inside of CircuitPython. And this has been your CircuitPython Parsec. Last one of the year, in fact. Well, I hope you found that one useful. I wish I had remembered this a long, long time ago. Uh, I knew it many years ago and, and I think did this on Arduino. Um, but it's particularly helpful on boards like, uh, let's say, a Metro or... Uh, let, me, let me grab an example board here. What have I got? Go through some drawers of boards here. Uh, where are all the Metros? Are they inside? They might be. Uh, I can demonstrate this, uh, the, the mechanical side of it, actually with a kind of cool artifact. This is a uh, special Make Magazine edition Arduino Uno. Uh, and you can do this in Arduino as well. This board isn't going to run CircuitPython. Uh, but you can see we've usually got just one or two, boy, there's a lot of dust on here, uh, one or two ground pins on the board. In this case, I think there's three. But as you're plugging stuff in, little sets of, uh, of buttons and switches and LEDs, you kind of want to use other pins there as ground. And so this is a way that you can fake that, which is uh, super helpful, I think. All right. Uh, yeah, dust blinking lights. And of course, you could use that for blinking uh, and other things. Um, what else? I think it's time for us to get into our project uh, of the day. So... Let me um, jump over to the workbench here and, and talk a little about what's going on. In fact, I'm going to stay right here, but turn on that camera. So that right there is a groove box, essentially a type of little drum machine. Uh, this one's called the Electron Model Cycles. And it, uh, it's something I just got. It's, it's my uh, Christmas present. Uh, to, to have to play around with and, and hopefully make some songs for some of my videos on it. And uh, as you can see there, it's got a couple of things plugged into it. One is the, that big thick cable with the yellow heat shrink on it. That is an um, uh, audio output that's going into a little amplifier. And you can see that black cable there. That is a wall power uh, that is 5 volts and it is one of those little skinny 1.3 millimeter barrel connectors. Um, so this thing has no battery in it and it does not power over USB. It has a USB port just for, uh, exchanging data and it can be used as a USB audio interface, but it, uh, it won't power over USB, which means you don't get away with the usual trick of just, Hey, I'll bring a power bank, which works for a lot of equipment, a lot of music equipment. You can grab little, uh, little power banks to, to power them. So... What I wanted to do was come up with a neat way of making a, a discrete, small, little, portable uh, power bank for it. I don't think I'm going to go inside of it yet. I just got this, so I don't want to hack it open and try to fit a LiPo inside of it. Um, but I want to have a really neat, easy, rechargeable battery solution for this. Um, and part of, uh, let me talk a little bit about what uh, some of the history of this uh, this unit and portable power is. In fact, let me jump to uh, this view here for a second. So this is the, the device. It's actually a Swedish company called Electron. Uh, this is the, it's a frequency modulation groove box. It has six tracks of uh, different sound engines that you can be running and doing a bunch of sequencing. Um, if you scroll down here into some of the specifics. Uh, you'll see here there's the USB for data, there's the power, 5 volt, 1 amp. Uh, and under the specifications, it, let me see, does it mention, yeah, so the power inlet, this is the interesting part. If you look here under hardware, power inlet, there are actually a pair of them. There's the power inlet, says center positive, 1.35 millimeter barrel jack. And then there's the battery in. Mm, that's interesting. You don't actually see that on the back there. It says center positive 5.5 uh, by 2.1 millimeter barrel jack, sort of the more normal size that we're used to, same one you plug guitar pedals into, except it's center positive. So don't go plug in guitar pedal power because it's usually center negative. Um, 
and it's anywhere from four to 10 volts DC that it accepts. So when this thing launched probably two years ago, there were no battery options for it. They probably didn't even talk too much about that, uh, that battery port. Uh, but then they started to tease this thing. So this is a uh, power handle, they call it. It's essentially a tube for four AA batteries that hooks to the device. And you can see it acts as a handle and it also plugs into the side there. So this is a little, uh, that's where that uh, 2.1 millimeter power jack goes. Uh, one side has just sort of a screw hinge, an M3 screw hinge. The other side uh, allows the jack to go in and that's where you pop in your batteries. So this thing, uh, they teased it. It took a couple years for it to come out. Uh, and it's kind of interesting because they decided not to do a rechargeable, not to do LiPo. That's what a lot of people were kind of assuming is that when when the company said they were going to have a, a portable solution, they assumed it would be USB LiPo type of thing. Uh, they didn't go with that, and, and I can imagine for a lot of reasons, one of which being it is much safer and cheaper to not be sending LiPos around the world uh, and easier for them to get it certified. However, they had a problem. The thing uh, in some very limited cases was overheating, so they had to recall them all. So that's actually not on the market right now. This is uh, a site that just has it preserved for uh, posterity, but you can't buy it uh, new anymore. They had to pull it off the market. And... Um, so what I want to do is my own LiPo plugged into that side port. So I want to show you kind of the process of figuring out what I can do with this and what's safe, and then uh, try to come up with a little finished solution here. So let me uh, jump over here, and I'll give you a little demo uh, just for fun of a couple things it does. I don't know the, know the machine very well yet. Um, let's see. Is this on? Uh, so this is just a preset set of instruments and preset uh, pattern that's on it, a little chained pattern. We can uh, switch out to a different one. Okay, so you get the idea. Um, and the what I wanted to do in, in kind of figuring this thing out, first of all, Here's the side situation. So you can see we've got a little protective rubber cover on each side. I've, I've peeled this one off. And you can see there is our little sort of standard looking barrel connector there. Um, and that means I should be able to plug in things like little uh, battery packs for either alkaline or nickel metal hydrides. Uh, I think I've got some loops in here. So I was going to try that out. Um, so first thing I did was, of course, double check the... Um, spec sheet and the uh, center positive to make sure that I'm pr providing that and I'm not going to short or, or ruin anything. Probably has diodes. Uh, so next thing I'll do is turn this off. It shuts down. I'm going to unplug my uh, amp from there and I will unplug power. So that's the, that's the wall wart power. Uh, and then what I wanted to do was kind of figure out what it was drawing current-wise if I fed it from a uh, sort of phone battery type of bank and uh, checked the current. So really short answer to this, if you just want to power it off of a standard, pretty much any power bank, is one of these cables that takes a USB-A and converts it to center positive 2.1 millimeter barrel jack. Uh, Adafruit sells this. You can buy them uh, all sorts of different places online. You may have one already. I had one. It was hard to find, but I've had one for years, and, and this is the first time I've used it. Um, so what I did was I have a little uh, battery or USB tester here that allows me to check out uh, voltage and current and some other things from a device. So if I power on my bank here, and this is a uh, pair of or a, a little LiPo pack, I think the 4,000 milliamp hour one that uh, Adafruit has that looks like two blue cylinders, uh, and I made this 3D printed case a few years ago. Uh, this is a PowerBoost um, 1000C, which has charging and a little charging port there and output. Uh, this thing is also nice because it doesn't turn itself off when it doesn't detect much 
uh, current draw, unlike a lot of phone bank ones. Um, and you can see here, I'm going to zoom in. You can see here that I'm reading out my uh, voltage. It's 5.14, roughly. And the current draw right now is zero. So I'll plug this in to the little side port here and power it on. You can see it's drawing about 0.3 amps, about 320 milliamps. Uh, there are, if I hit play, it's not, um, let, me, let me plug it into audio actually so we know it's doing that. So most it went there was about 0.35, somewhere around there. Um, you can do some adjustment of the brightness of the screen and the brightness of these LEDs, which will bring it down just a little bit. But we'll call it, let's say, 0.35. So 350 milliamps is the, is the draw. So I've got to be able to provide that. And then we can also do some math to figure out the um, amount of battery life we'll get out of different arrangements of, of batteries. So I will power it down. I'm pressing a button on the, on the device to power it down and unplug that. So you could say, okay, that's just solved. You can, you can just use this cable and absolutely, absolutely right. Um, get any phone power bank, plug that in, you should be good. Uh, but I want to make it a little cooler than that. So a um, couple of things. So first of all, I have, I found in my junk drawer of uh, phone and other gizmo chargers, I found a wall wart that is, I think it's five volt and one amp. So it's basically the same as what, what this thing wants. Uh, and I think that is that same little plug. Let's see. Yeah, so I could build a little device with a nice little right angle plug, which is pretty cool. Keeps, keeps your cords out of the way uh, here. But like I said, one of the interesting things is this is actually a pretty tolerant four to 10 volts, which, which is Nice. I don't want to use that 5-volt one if I can use this 4 to 10-volt one. Why not uh, future-proof it? And I found one of these also in a box of junk that uh, I don't know what I cut that off of, but some gizmo I got rid of or battery pack or something at some point. I got a really nice quality right-angle plug here that fits really nicely, and this gave me the idea that I could build my uh, battery pack solution just off to the side here. It means it's not protruding off the back. Um, we could just have something slim and aligned here, uh, perhaps. Or if, if I needed to, we could put that somewhere else. But I kind of like the idea of making it uh, pretty minimal there off to the side. Um, and then that means I could use something like a right angle connector for headphones, and then I won't bump up against the uh, tray table on an airplane or something like that, which is nice. Um, let's see. So what I want to do then is start from here. So I've got one of my little uh, PowerBoost 1000C. And this will provide, I think, a little more than an amp uh, normally. And you can set it to fast charging um, if you need to. Uh, it has battery charge level indication and a bunch of other good things. And then I've got some, some choices on batteries. So this one is really, really tiny, and it's a 420 milliamp hour one. So we could plug that in like so, maybe connect them together like this, some heat shrink tubing around the board. I'll leave that uh, port free there and then connect our uh, cable here right to the back. And that means we could have a little gizmo that just kind of sits on the side there, which is neat. Uh, it would also fit up here pretty well. Same with some of these bigger batteries. So here's a 1200 milliamp hour. So it's pretty slim. Again, this, this, uh, this could fit pretty nicely inside the box. Uh, off to the side here, it's a little bigger, but maybe, maybe it goes like that. Uh, so we can plug it in and keep it snug. Um, and so what I'll do next is think about the... Uh, charge time. So we've got, uh, let's see if I can switch cameras here. Hold on. 
Did this uh, trackpad die? It did. All right. Hold on one second. If you've got a camera switcher, you want to do some camera switching. I've got to make this. Uh... <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. I just saw C. Grover mentioned that on, on one of the uh, TRS connectors, he saw a white dot of paint, which is his signature move. Which one was that? Uh, oh, it's this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these were from C. Grover. You can see it right there. Good eye. Uh, C. Grover's signature. So, um, can I switch cameras now? Yes, I can. All right. So, the um, roughly 350 milliamp draw means that with a if you had a 350 milliamp hour battery, you'd get about an hour out of it. So this is a 420, so just a little more than an hour. Um, this one is about four times, uh, th about three times bigger. So this could be about three, three and a half, maybe even four hours. Uh, here's a 2000. So you can go up and up and up. These are 4000, but they start to get pretty big. Uh, the one I wish I could find, I don't, I, I've used these in projects, and I think they are, the ones I had are all inside of projects right now are the single cell round ones. So this is, you can see this is three of them next to each other. Uh, but we sell one that is, I think, what is it, 1800 or 2000? It's that divided by three probably. Um, and that would be kind of nice because a single tube there would, would work out pretty well. But I'll work with what I've got. Um, so let's see about Proof of concept. Actually, the battery won't matter too much at the beginning because what I'm going to do is solder this up and I think I'll do a direct connection from the um, cable here to the power bank. So the first thing I'll do there is figure out which wire is positive and which wire is negative. So we can just grab a continuity checker. So this should beep when we have continuity. And then I'll just go into center. That's going to be the positive. And I'll touch the cables. Not that one. That one. Okay. And I actually did this earlier and I put a little silver uh, paint pen mark on the ground wire. It's just a, a convention I use. So I know that's ground, uh, which is going to be the barrel the outside of that. So if we touch the wire on that silver line. Okay. So then with this uh, little power boost, we can, you can, you can see there's silk screen on the USB port there. Um, let's see how far I can zoom in. So you can see here it says plus, here it says minus. Those are the four slots for USB, but then there's also these two in front that are also positive and negative. Uh, and if we want to double check that, fix my focus. Uh, what I'll do is put the multimeter into voltage reading, plug a battery in, and then we can just probe what should be the positive and negative, and there we're getting 5.13 volts, which is great. That's what we want. Uh, again, anything from 4 to 10 will work here. And so let's get, uh, let's get that cable soldered onto there. So I'm going to crank this vise. And fire up a soldering iron. Just using this little cute pen soldering iron here. Here's another interesting battery choice, by the way, while we wait for that to heat. This is a 500 milliamp hour, so just a little bigger than that 420. Um, that might be nice. So I'm just going to tin this up a little. 
Are you hot yet? Heating. Oh, I convinced it to stop heating. These things heat quick, though. Check this out. From cold to about 300 pretty quickly there, maybe 20 seconds or so. Okay, so let's um, let's see. I don't think there's any reason to make this particularly long, so we can we can get that to be a short little run there. Um, so I'm gonna snip these and. I'm going to leave that little silver mark there for right now just so I get started on the right foot. And then I'm going to clip only the positive This is a pretty thick wire for this. I don't know what this was from. Something pretty beefy. Uh, we'll see if I can successfully strip this without yanking too much of that wire. There we go. Yeah, it's not even going to fit all into that hole, is that? We'll see. Not quite. You know what? I might, I might have left Let's see if I can still do this. No, that's not big enough to fit the wire. Okay, sometimes you can go uh, through through these mounting holes as a uh, little strain relief, and then wrap the wire through. Um, but I think we'll end up trimming away a little bit of this wire so that it actually fits. So I'm just going to untwist this for a second, trim off a little chunk and then get that to fit into that hole. Um, I don't know if I'll even need to worry about heat shrink now. I think I'll put a large piece over all of this and these should stay isolated. They're far enough away that I'm not too worried about it. Okay, so positive Negative. Negative also has the white writing on it, so we should be good there. Oh, sorry, I have not switched my camera back. Is that as close as that wants to get? Sorry. There we go. Okay, so let's trim off. wire there. Just a little more. And I'm going to peel off a few strands. Get it even smaller because I don't want any strays. Messing things up here. that. And I stripped a little insulation off there, a little extra, so I had a little more to work with. OK. 
Okay. Still too thick. So half of me is thinking I could just go like that. Oh, you know what though? Yeah, I can still twist this. Okay. All right, bear with me. I know this is a little bit exacting, but I don't want to. It's the only right angle connector for this I've got for this side of the right size. And I'm not too worried. I think this is a fairly, again, it's a fairly low current situation, so I don't, I'm not too worried about uh, reducing the amount of wire that I'm using here. Hopefully that's not too foolish. Okay, so I'll twist these up nice. And let's see if we can see that. It's not the best. Okay, let me, I'm going to get rid of some of this insulation on this one so that it is the same depth. And I don't have my better strippers for this job here. Want these twisted up really nice and tight so we don't get strays shorting up the works. And I may use some Kapton tape between those two. Kapton is kind of useful when you. There we go. Uh, kind of useful when you don't have a good way to add heat shrink. Okay, let's see, this iron is still hot, that's good. One down, two down. Trim up the excess. And I'm going to sort of pull at it a little bit with a tool to find the little strays that are going to want to mess me up. There's two little strays there. It doesn't take much. Okay, so I'm going to put a little Kapton in between those for safety. Has anyone ever tried like liquid insulations? I think they make those, right? And I'm going to trim tape into a small little piece and grab some tweezers so I can pull that through. Like this, maybe. Nope, it was too, too attached to me. Let's see. There we go. All right, so that's a nice little safety uh, insurance policy right there to avoid any shorts. And I can wrap the other 
extra bit. Okay, so presumably uh, that right there, that little nub will now provide power. And we can do some stuff to clean it up, dress things up a little bit. Um, but I'm going to test this now out on just my multimeter and then the device. So let's grab one of our little batteries, this little one that I'm kind of partial to. Okay, that's a good sign, right? It's not smoking. Uh, and I can also test charging it uh, if I have a USB-B plug anywhere. Grab. I have a lot of C laying around over here now. Oh, hey, here's this old friend. Okay, coily cable. Um, so I'm just going to see if I can charge it. We should see either yellow or green show up depending on the state of the battery. Here we go. So it's still charging. Tells us that right there. I think that goes green when it's fully charged, or does it blink when it's charging? I can't remember which it does. Okay. That's all good, and now we'll grab the meter and check. We should have center positive, 5 volts, and we do. All right, so I'm feeling brave. Uh, go ahead and plug that into my brand new little groove box here and see if I don't smoke the thing. Hey, ta-da! see if it still makes sound. Cool. Let's double stop that. All right, so let's turn that off. Uh, now, I haven't done an update on this that brings it uh, compliance with the battery accessory that they've now uh, pulled from the market. Uh, that was just meant, I think, to show a battery status. When, when power is coming from here, it'll show battery status, but you have to set it to be either uh, nickel metal hydride or, it's um, my meter beeping, uh, or alkaline. And so I just don't think it's going to tell me anything honest about my battery uh, value from this LiPo going through the power boost. So I'm going to ignore that. Um, and let's see, I think I'm going to go for one of the bigger batteries and see how that feels to have uh, the, where's the 1200? Let's see what that feels like. I could leave this port open and plug different batteries into it, but I kind of want to make a, I want to put some heat shrink around this part here, just leaving an opening for uh, this power port and maybe for the battery port as well. Let's see. So you could get into, a little arrangement like that kind of thing. It's not terrible. Keep it all off to the side here. Kind of cool. Uh, so let's start with that. Let's let's do the heat shrink thing and see where that leaves us. I think this tubing I have, which is three quarter inch, is gonna fit pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had put some <laughs> over that too, but we'll just have a little sort of funny pinch there. So let's let's take a chunk like that. And I've got a heat gun over here I'm going to turn on. Okay, so I want it to kind of maintain this twist. I may be able to heat set that as well. So that points the battery port up, which is probably a good thing. Actually, that's, that's pretty uh, willing to maintain that position, actually. Uh, so if I go 
like this. I can make a little, what, you know what I'll probably do is shrink that on there and then cut out the port for, uh, for the battery to go. Doop. All right. I could also do clear, but since I want to bring this on an airplane, the less electronic-y, circuit board-y things look, the better. Uh, also, this has a blinding blue LED on it that I'd rather just cover. So let's get that set like that and turn up the heat on this. I think around 130 is good. Let's see. a little hotter. About 185 is the temperature now. And you can see it'll kind of conform uh, around the shape of some of the parts on there, like that power port. go a lot hotter, but I don't want to accidentally rework any of the surface mount stuff on this board here. It's looking pretty good. It's sucked, sucked in pretty well. All right, we'll leave it at that. Let that cool a little bit. Uh, and now I'll just take a exacto and let me give you a closer view of this. Uh, so this is the battery JST connector right here. Uh, there's the buck boost converter there, whichever it is. Boost, I guess. Uh, so if I put a little kind of rectangular slit in there, we should be able to plug in our different batteries. So let's get... Hobby knife there. Could be our little battery plug door. Like so. Now, boop, you still see a little blue glow. You see the LED there from the top if you need to. And let's see, maybe something like that. Plug, boop, and in, and it's ready to go. Uh, and I wouldn't mind wrapping some other, I don't have any bigger heat shrink or I'd, or I'd shrink the battery in there. But this one, this is going to give me like an hour and I want more than an hour. So I think I'll, I'll have to live with a bigger battery. Uh, let's do a 12, those 1200s. Let's see how to tidy this up. So if we're like this, Could just lay it there, maybe even with a little Velcro or something like that. Let's see, is that still working? Yeah, it is. Uh, some zip ties on there, black gaffers tape. I might do that. I really want to make it look airplane friendly. I'll put this on the inside. Oh, that's kind of nice. The battery can, this will still plug in if the battery's right there. That's kind of neat. Let's, uh, let's go for that. And by the way, we've still got micro USB there for charging. It's not bad. All right. Uh, you know, for expediency here today, even though we could probably come up with some thicker heat shrink, uh, that might be my mission, or a little 3D printed case or something else, I'm going to go with some gaff tape for right now. 
this off again. Lays a little flatter like that, yeah. And this will, if I shove this up higher, it means I get more room for my USB port down here at the bottom. So I think this is the way to go here today. Tuck these wires in like there. Not too shabby. I don't love that little piece of tape there. I might cover that. Let's uh, do another round. So, and then I'm going to clean that. All right. I don't know. Maybe that looks terribly suspicious. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll find out at the airport. But now means I can just ka-chonk a battery right into the side of that thing. Super small. Nice and easy. What do you think of that? Uh, let's pick a different pattern. I don't know what this one is. It's called Milk Crate. Wait, we already heard that one. Yeah. There we go. So super tiny battery pack. Now all I need is my uh, headphones and I'm ready to go. Hope you enjoyed that solution to uh, making the Electron model cycles be portable, uh, functional. <laughs> I don't call them MacGyver for none. Just checking out the uh, the Discord chat. Sorry, I couldn't see the chat while I was over there because uh, my iPad got logged out of it. So, uh, Velcro strips for managing cables around the battery and board. Yeah, five minute epoxy. It Todd says. <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah, uh, and this is yeah. Uh, Bergen Gamer says going to make a portable Pi 3B. Yeah, you can, you can. Um, Depending on the current draw of the thing you need, this little lovely, uh, let me go to that product. This little lovely power boost is your friend because uh, it just solves so many things all in one. Uh, the fact that it has charging built onto it, so you don't have to unplug a battery and go plug it into a charger. Uh, the fact that it'll convert your, uh, your 3.7 volt LiPo up to a little more than five, because some things like a Pi hate it when they get below five, so I think it's usually like 5.2, roughly. Um, and it'll, it'll not turn itself off when it's plugged into things like iOS devices. So, uh, 
really good uh, little little gizmo for this kind of thing. I love these. I've been using them on projects for years. Uh, all right. Let's see. Anything else? Any other questions or thoughts in the chat? Let me know. Um, oh, yeah. Dale Etchells mentioned I should have wired the enable port for the power switch. So, yeah, that, that power boost has a uh, enable pin on it. If you look at this illustration of it or photo of it, you'll see there's EN next to ground, enable next to ground. Um, if you short that, it turns off the power boost board. Uh, so you can put a little slide switch there. You can even kind of fit one right in there if you remove one pin, one leg. Uh, I have one actually on this. So you can see it. I did exactly that. In fact, on this one, I've got a little slide switch right on the power boost. Uh, and you can see in this case, I've soldered on a USB-A uh, port to the power boost. So that lets you turn it on and off. I don't really need that, I don't think, for this project because you can't, uh, it's not safe to just pull power on that, that groove box because uh, there's a bunch of stuff that gets saved when it shuts down. So you actually are supposed to hold its own uh, button for powering it down. So that was, that was my thinking on that, Dale, but maybe, maybe there's something about that I'm not thinking of as far as uh, quiescent charge and, and, and trickling... Uh, power loss or something like that. So we'll, we'll, thank you for the suggestion. I'll definitely keep, uh, keep that in mind uh, for the future. All right. Tyeth asks if you know anything in the 4-amp range similar to that. I do not. Uh, I have wanted something more like a 3-amp to be able to deal with a, a Raspberry Pi 4. Uh, and I think I've seen a one or two cases of, uh, of those available on like AliExpress. I think Tom Whitwell did a project where he added uh, battery and charging capabilities to the uh, Fates board. The Fates um, is a, a DIY sound machine based on uh, a, a Raspberry Pi and you can use a three or a four in there. So I know that there's, there's at least some out there that'll deal with like a three amp uh, i give you about three amps available. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, everyone. And also, I, I have to say thank you so much for uh, hanging out and, and being part of this community for the past year as we get ready to glide right into 2022. Uh, thanks for supporting us both in the community by being good, fun, friendly people who are sharing the stuff that they're working on and their enthusiasm, as well as, of course, keeping our lights on by purchasing stuff uh, from Adafruit uh, and contributing things to things uh, like CircuitPython and other code. Uh, we have a lot of give and take, which is really satisfying and, and makes it a lot of fun. Uh, so I think that's going to do it. Thanks, everyone, for stopping by. I will uh, wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. And uh, so does Lars. He, he means it from the bottom of his black and shriveled heart. Uh, and we're, uh, we're going to, I think there'll be some shows happening. You'll have to check. Uh, you can go, in fact, to the Discord chat here, the live broadcast chat, as well as to the live broadcast announce uh, to check and see when things go live. Uh, I think PT and Lamore are going to be taking a little bit of time off as well, but there should be uh, shows continuing to happen uh, here and there in the next couple weeks. So, uh, that's going to do it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Freedom for Industries. This has been John Park's Workshop. I'm John Park. Bye-bye.